0: Hello, Zakia. Well, hello, Ashley. We're on, yay. How are you, Lay? I'm doing well. How are you doing today?
1: Doing good, doing good, doing good. I'm excited about uh, the opportunity we have, girl, to have this conversation. Thank you. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And so, hey, Ashley, you want to give a bit of a background about how this whole thing got started?
0: Oh, sure. Um, we were really just having a conversation um, and really in having the conversation, we realized that there hadn't been a, a, a real conversation about um, teaching and, and how older women and y- younger women could really interact and engage in um, Zaki and I were able to share some things that we've experienced or gone through and thought it was time for us to have an overall conversation about it.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I am uh, elated that we've been graced with the opportunity to share um, about uh, a chapter of the Bible and then particularly um, what I like to consider instructions because um Paul, you know, gave uh, Titus these particular instructions for the church that he was pastoring. And so while we sometimes don't necessarily think of the Bible with instructions, I think that these instructions that were written then are uh, relevant for us um, here in 2022. What do you think? (laughs)
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. And I I think it's it's really key for us to not just look at it, especially because we're going to be talking about Titus's. Oh, that's something really good to think about. But really, you know, how do we put it into practice and also how do we know how to live it out in today? Um, Absolutely. It's one thing for me to give you. Um, knowledge about this is what they did in scripture but the scripture has power because it's living and it's active and so we need to know what to do with it today so that we can live um, and be fruitful and prosperous as God intends.
1: Absolutely absolutely yes yes absolutely let's get into it and so um, if you are not uh, familiar with it we again are talking about Titus 2. And we are going to be talking about, in uh, particularly, virtues and ethics for God's people that are outlined here in uh, chapter two. Um, I, I, I uh, have did some digging um, over the week or so. And when I look at this, um, what has been laid out for us, um, not only is it, uh, just a, an example of how discipleship is done. Um, but it is also the standard for mentorship. And I know that, you know, in this day and time, uh, mentorship can sometimes be overused. Um, but I don't don't believe that when it comes to godly mentorship um, that you can't have enough. Um, And also understanding, too, a bit more that with godly mentorship, um, that it comes in seasons um, Mm -hmm. as it relates to each of our lives and how um, God continues to move us, to evolve us, uh, to position us uh, for the work that we have been um, called to do. And so, um, let's talk about um, for a minute um, Proverbs thirty one in comparison with uh, Titus uh, two. Now, I, I I'm not gonna lie. I sometimes feel kind of way, some kind of way with Proverbs thirty one, and everyone want to be labeled a Proverbs thirty one woman uh, because in most cases we have been programmed um to believe that they had those traits are particularly and strictly for wives <laughs> mm. right <laughs> and and i don't i when i began to read and come into my own note i was like no this ain't necessarily that but when you begin to look at uh look at it a little bit more in depth it has something for for just women in period i also feel um Similarly, that when we look at Titus 2, that we also see um, these virtues or these godly characteristics that are outlined that also apply. But in this case, just like we mentioned previously, I believe that th- that this is talking to specifically um, the next level of Proverbs 30 or the extension, I guess you could say that, would you call it an extension of Proverbs 31, um, actually, as it begins to uh, talk about uh, character, it begins to talk about behavior, it begins to talk about uh, things to be considered um, here in uh, Titus 2. And one of the, um, the first things that I want to men- mention, is that, and this kind of ties back to what I said about Proverbs 31 and about being a wife, while a wife is always mentioned in scripture, um, I think more than anything that the writer or what God wants us to know that any of these virtues, any of these traits, these behaviors and things strictly deal with the ideal of, of our at our core, who we who we are in Him, who we are in Him. What what do you what do you, what do you say there, Ashley?
0: I'm really glad that you pointed that out, um, Zakia. Because a lot of times, and 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 looking at Titus, I was like, well, Lord, you know, what about women who aren't married? And you know, you see wives, and and in our mentorship and our conversations, we really don't talk about, as you were saying, the character and um, really the heart posture that we should have as women. Yes. We are looking in our own way to the next level of, well, you know, what about the white picket fence? And what about the two-kid family? And what about this? And what about that? And in all honesty, that's not the for every woman. And so if we're absolutely going to, if we're going to put it into that point, then you have a group of women who are like, well, what's there for me? You know, is, is God only concerned if I'm married or, you know, if I have children or whatnot. And so I really love that you said that. Um, and at the same time, I really, um, as you were talking, it's the character part that really makes the difference because I believe that, in our training and our mentorship and our instruction were we're very geared towards the doing, but yes. we're really about the becoming, the growth, the maturity, um, taking the lessons that we're learning and actually continuing to move forward. And so we have a, a bunch of women in both generations who are very good at doing stuff and it looks very fruitful, but then behind the scenes, um, that character is lacking or really the right attitude of doing something is not there. because mm-hmm. We're not mm-hmm. having those types of conversations. And so, you know, when I look at Titus, I, I'm looking at, you know, the way that we mentor, it has to be from a place of authenticity. And we yes. can look at both Proverbs 31 and we can also look at Titus and we need as women who are going to be real and transparent about who they are and where they are, because a part of that generational breakdown is that people aren't saying the hard lessons that they learned. They're, 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 I ide- yes. this is what it should look like, but then if I don't do it, don't judge me. But mm-hmm. we know what happens when you don't get it right? What happens when you miss the mark? And then how do you build character to get into what God is wanting you to do? Not just this is the picture, you know, because, you know, I I'll think about art. We can paint a beautiful picture of like this is this is this. But <laughs> if you don't follow the instructions of the process, then that picture is not going to come out the way that you might have intended. And so we need to not only. Um, especially with the Proverbs 31 woman as well, just say, these are the things that you should have, but not give the process of what it looks like so that people can live it and live it practically, if that makes sense.
1: Absolutely, that makes, that makes a, um, a lot of sense. One of the, the things that you hit on that I have heard in particularly from uh, young adults and mainly millennials, and we hear a lot of conversation from millennials because the, 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 the studies and things that are done have shown that millennials are not necessarily that connected to church. They, they feel that things, the traditions and practices are archaic, outdated, uh, outdated, and that they no longer apply. One of the, um, in the study I read, one of the, the greater findings, I guess, that really hit my heart was the one of what you touched on and it had to do with the authenticity and the practicality of being able to live out our faith and in many cases I could relate to that and I could relate to that primarily because uh, number one I didn't understand the measure of grace that we lived in Um, and it had been uh, uh, I've been steeped in a lot of religion. Mm-hmm. And because of that, not and not understanding grace, my idea was that it's too hard. It's too hard to do this thing. It's, it's too hard to live this thing out. And while I had good mentors, I don't necessarily feel as if there were good mentors that I had and, um, and if any of my mentors have, have, are listening to this, you didn't do anything bad, any of that thing, I love and appreciate you to this day. Um, but I didn't I, I didn't really understand that whole model of living out faith, because just like you said, um, and especially those of us who are church girls, we saw these women, uh, there was this beautiful image. Yeah. but how were they doing this how were they living this out? how were you walking this out and later on you know as a kids you see this thing but then later on you see where families are broken up or you hear of other things that may have happened that disturbed the family unit and how did they get through this how how did they how did their faith help mm-hmm. and I don't think we have enough stories uh, that connect life to faith. Yeah. But we don't, we don't have that. And in this particular season, um, I believe that it is more important that we have more conversations like what we're having, more opportunities through, you know, small groups and things of that sort, uh, so that people can truly connect faith with life, um, and that they're able to live lives, um, that they feel confident in of pleasing God, you know? Um, And I think that that is very, very uh, vital in this particular season. And especially because too, Ashley, and I always go back to this, is because we are so much so we don't, and I don't think we always realize it, but we're in such a season at this point uh, where it's more important for us to be the church, be the church, as opposed to going to church, Now don't. Don't y'all go and listen. Say these one more time. I don't go to church. We're not saying it, but we do. I think both of us understand the importance of being connected to a body. But being connected into a body may not be the same for a millennial as it is for somebody in my generation X. Um, you know, uh, life. It, it may. It may not be. So how then? How then would you consider um, Ashley? some of the ways that we can maybe even begin to look at having these opportunities to connect faith um, with life um as opposed to what most of us have seen tradition
0: that's really good and you hit on something very profound and that is that there are a lot of millennials that are not coming to the traditional building and um, you know the church is made up of us the people mm-hmm Somewhere in the tradition, it became that the only way we can have church is if we're in the building. And so for us yeah. to really have those opportunities and for mentoring to happen, it's going to take on both sides. People coming to where our younger people are, they're going to be at the basketball courts, they're, yes. you know, at the mall. They're going to be you know, at the coffee shop, Um, you know, at places where they can connect and and have conversations. I mean, we look at it sometimes as a negative. Um, and I know when I was younger, it was kind of like, you know, you need to be you need to be at the church because you know they're all at the basketball court. Well, we I believe, <laughs> get away from the idea that there's yeah. something wrong with them for being at the basketball court. Absolutely, and that's a place that they may feel more connected and they can develop community. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it. Um, it's going to take the mentors, the humility of the mentors to realize that, you know, I, my idea of, um, how I obtained a relationship with God in the church does not mean that that's the only way people can gain relationship and Absolutely. By, it takes a humility to realize this is how our young people are connecting and this is how they're able to receive. And so in the teaching mentoring component, it takes that humility to say that I'm going to have to step outside of my comfort zone of feeling that this is the only way that they can get the message. And then I have to go. And that's in scripture, but mm. it's always been more comfortable for people to come to us. And so we have this approach of, if you want what I have, then you need to come to to where I live. But yeah. the The thing about our millennials and our young people and, you know, I'm I'm a millennial. I found out I'm a little sad about it to a point. (laughs) (laughs) We have to realize that when when people come to where we are, that that feels like, you know, you really care and that you really are invested in me, not that I have to hunt you out or that, there's, Mm -hmm. you know, and and it takes a humility to come out of your comfort zone to come to where we
1: are. Absolutely.
0: people are able to receive from teachers who operate in humility and can just be like, I'm here. And then that opens up dialogue because then you feel comfortable and you feel safe to say something versus maybe going to the traditional church and feeling like I've got to listen to you before I can ever ask you a question or I can share what's on my heart. or I can even tell you what I'm struggling with.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And Um, that goes, but and that goes back to the authenticity that we mentioned earlier, because if you are going, if you're, if you are going to reach, and and I'm, 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 I'm very cautious to just say the lost, you know, traditional phrase that we hear a lot, but some of the millennials who've come and talked to me personally about church, they're not necessarily lost. They're just disconnected from that. Um, what I um, I heard um, Phil Baines talk about, Shay's husband, talk about the organism, yeah, you know, and they they want to be a part, but we we we, we got we have to do we need to, to bring it back to full. So perhaps, perhaps we, the body of Christ, have an opportunity to humble ourselves. Mm-hmm. Come out of our boxes, come out of our comfort zones, and compel them to come, to come. And I'm not going to say the church, but but we what we want people to see is Christ. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if that means that, for instance, you have you start hosting a community a men's community basketball get together night or something once a week. You know, you may do that, and that may be the that community that is established for you know for them, or if uh, or if there is a women's something or the other, I can't think of that's right now. That that also too compels them to come, and it is also a part of the Great Commission. I feel like as well, because Go You therefore does have off in, in our day and time, especially has a different look. It has a different look. But those of us, those of us who are striving to live um, a godly life, have to, especially those who are connected with a local body of believers and you know, who go to a particular church every Sunday or something, have to truly look at this in a manner than what we ever have in the past, ever have in the past. And so, if I am, if I am a young woman, and I uh, am struggling with self control, um, which is one of the the, the uh, virtues qualities that is talked about um, in Titus two, mm-hmm. um, how does self control? Um, ha- how can we be a good example? Um, which it also talks about, of the, the self-control for this, or if I have struggled with um, sexual sins, or if I have struggled with uh, being a, a thief or something with like that, because all that falls within the area of self-control. How then do I, how then do I, I walk this out? Or how do I walk with someone to walk this out? Um, because Within that, if I have that problem, I should be able to come to someone in a church and right. actually talk about these particular things. However, it's always so taboo. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. Or like I said before, we know that, you know, Sister so-and-so, um, she doesn't really talk about that, you know, part of her life or experience and things, you know. How 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 then do we how then do we walk this out? Because Titus two while um at the core of it is discipleship, right. and with discipleship, we you know, I always, you know, always talk about the fact of discipleship and the word discipline are connected. Mm-hmm. That is that is a, a real stretch for me in this particular season in my life. I don't know about you, Ash, but girl, in this season, well, whoop, Lord <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. But <laughs> that discipleship and discipline work together. How 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 are we looking? How are we looking? Or how could we look at this um, <laughs> as a way for us t- to walk with people?
0: Yeah, um, that that's that's really good. And um, as you say that really for those who are mentoring, it goes really back to that humility, because sometimes we have we have been the people who stole. We have Mm. been who lied. We have been, you know, the cheaters and, and all the things that you can name. And then when we get salvation, we pretend like that stuff didn't happen.
1: come on girl you better say something today
0: (laughs) and then when we see people who've done that then we look at them from judgment from condemnation and from shame and 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 the people who are open and honest to say this is who I am this is where I am they're not struggling with that that's us because we felt that you know because of who we are now then you know all that stuff doesn't matter. And yes, you know, there is grace and there's forgiveness. So I don't want anybody who's listening to feel like that means that because you have had those experiences that you should walk with shame and condemnation, but the enemy will have us to believe that we should continue to carry it, even though we know who we are in God. And so because of that, don't share And struggling with it. Does not you know, they feel isolated, like something's wrong with them, which in, in, are being silent, we're actually giving more voice to the enemy than we are of God. This so and true. People can't know that they're first of all not by themselves, and that you know they, um, you know that other people have made mistakes too, and they've come out of it, and they are learning how to walk in freedom. But then, like you were saying, um, you you know you can learn those practical things of you know and and less let's put this right where it is and it's not going to be throwing them a scripture to say like okay come on well, now you know you need to stop stealing so i need you to read this every day and i need you to pray because there's there's a heart attitude and an issue that needs to be dealt with practically when we go Absolutely. to the doctor you know i stub my toe and you know and i jam it and he's not going to be like you know humble yourself in the side of the lord and he will lift you up in due season no it's going to be <laughs> You stubbed your toe. How did you stub your toe? And how are we going to, you know, what what's needed? They're going to, you know, not only diagnose the issue, but there's going to be um, a recommendation of what to do to overcome it. So we have to be practical in that, in knowing that, okay, Lord, you know, that doesn't always mean it comes with a scripture. That might mean like, okay, you, you find yourself every time you're in this particular store, you have to, you know, take some lip gloss. You got to take some eyeliner. Let's be real, sis let's not go to that store or what is it, yeah. behind it is it because you felt like you didn't have enough so that because you feel like you don't have enough you and and you don't know how to get it you take it well let's mm-hmm. talk
1: about
0: if I mm-hmm. you know, what if I took something that you found valuable would you like it well no okay now now we're we cooking with something so when you steal something that's not yours then think about it how somebody else feels like and and yeah break it down as to, you know, what is the cost? What is the effects? And it doesn't mean that that person's going going to stop like overnight, but what it does mean is we're teaching them, you know, the wisdom of how to think about a situation when you find yourself in a place and not just doing something out of habit. Yes, yes, and yes absolutely. That will help them in, in life to just be able to say, you know, before I do something, I want to think about it. And I, I want to use wisdom because there is a consequence for it. And so that's something mm-hmm. we can do. But again, we can't be afraid of our stories so that the people who need what we have to have to say can actually receive it. Because it's one thing for me to say, like, oh, oh, Zakiya, you know, you ought to not do this. Oh, you know, and then I'm going to go right back and do it because you didn't say anything to me that would help yeah. me. stop.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's, that was so, so good. I want to share this quick um, portion uh, from... Dr. Uh, Tony Evans' Bible commentary. Um, This is the first Bible commentary that I invested in. And Lord, when I tell you, it's good. Girl, (laughs) I can sit here and read. And I also have the study Bible. And I can sit here and read and just read. um, And really, you know, not just, and I'm I'm not, I'm reading. But I'm also getting so many divine downloads as I'm reading. Um, And I think a lot of it just has to do um with being availing yourself. And that's why it's so important that we take time, you know, to study the word. And somebody may not go as deep as me because I, I like to look up the words. I like to look up the you know geographic location and things. But availing yourself, listen to this. God's grace is personified in the personal work of Jesus Christ. And is the basis and foundations for both justification and sanctification, since it enables the good works we are commanded to do. Encourage and rebuke with all authority. Let no one disregard you. Paul gave Titus some serious marching orders that still stand for us today. The work of ministry is not for the fainted heart, it is to be exercised with loving but firm kingdom authority. And I also want to add on that identity as well. Identity. So, um, as we get ready to uh, close, my hope and prayer is that through something that we've said today, through something um, that may have enlightened you, um, especially if you are uh, a more seasoned woman, uh, to number one, uh, check your heart posture as it relates to uh, maybe younger people in your church, maybe people that you encounter in your, your community, your neighborhood, who may not have the same lifestyle as you. Um, looking at what maybe God has given you, because God has given us each a, a, a story that uh, where his measure of grace has applied and, and abound <laughs> in our lives. I, I know in my life it has. And by seeing that, and there's also some instruction here for men as well. I want you to take time to read Titus, to read the whole book, you know, if you have a chance, but also looking at where you may be able to develop relationship, because I believe that an important component of that, um, actually in us being able to disciple others has to do with building a uh, relationship. And once we let the, the walls of judgment or, uh, the walls of intention or haughtiness down, then we be we are able to be the hand and the foot of Christ uh, when we are actually looking at um, the whole idea of being a Titus II woman, um, and then the people that God has assigned to uh, to each of us. Any last closing comments or thoughts on that, Ashley?
0: Um. As we teach, I would say that it is a mark of humility um, and in showing people how things are done. um, We have to be mindful that we are also walking the walk out. And when we are able to show that humility and do it Christ's way, then we won't have to worry about souls coming. They're going to come because they know that we're approachable, but they also know that we're going to come with wisdom that they can apply.
1: Absolutely. So, so true. So, so true. So true. And so, actually, I want to thank you for joining uh, joining me this afternoon for this conversation. Um, is uh, there a way you want people to be able to connect and contact you to hear more?
0: Sure. Um, one of the ways they can connect is right now via email at Z-E-M-A-N-I-N-C at gmail.com
1: or... Um, that's really going to be the main way right now. Okay. Okay. Awesome. 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 Well, we really thank you for coming on today and sharing your divine wisdom and um, and insight as uh, to Titus too. Um, it's been very very helpful. Uh, Changed and shift some things for me, and I pray it's done the same for you as well. Thank you so much for tuning in to Chick Chat. Stay tuned for the next episode. Bye bye.